Today is March 31st. I'm Serena, and welcome to the Seven Streams Bible Reading Method. Isn't this amazing? We are at the end of our third month together reading through the Bible. Today we are in the Christ Stream and continuing in the book of Matthew. We just have this week and next week, and we will be completed with the first book of the Gospels. We're reading from the God's Word translation as we read one chapter, Matthew 26. When Jesus finished saying all these things, he told his disciples, You know that the Passover will take place in two days. At that time, the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the leaders of the people gathered in the palace of the chief priest Caiaphas. They made plans to arrest Jesus in an underhanded way and to kill him. But they said, We shouldn't arrest him during the festival, or else there may be a riot among the people. Jesus was in Bethany in the home of Simon, a man who had suffered from a skin disease. While Jesus was sitting there, a woman went to him with a bottle of very expensive perfume and poured it on his head. The disciples were irritated when they saw this. They asked, Why did she waste it like this? It could have been sold for a high price, and the money could have been given to the poor. Since Jesus knew what was going on, he said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing for me. You will always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me with you. She poured this perfume on my body before it is placed in a tomb. I can guarantee this truth. Wherever this good news is spoken in the world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. Then, one of the twelve apostles, the one named Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests. He asked, What will you pay me if I hand him over to you? They offered him thirty silver coins. From then on, he looked for a chance to betray Jesus. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples went to Jesus. They asked, Where do you want us to prepare the Passover meal for you? He said, Go to a certain man in the city and tell him that the teacher says, My time is near. I will celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your house. The disciples did as Jesus had directed them and prepared the Passover. When evening came, Jesus was at the table with the twelve apostles. While they were eating, he said, I can guarantee this truth. One of you is going to betray me. Feeling deeply hurt, they asked him one by one, You don't mean me, do you, Lord? Jesus answered, Someone who has dipped his hand into the bowl with me will betray me. The Son of Man is going to die as the scriptures say he will. But how horrible it will be for that person who betrays the Son of Man. It would have been better for that person if he had never been born. Then Judas, who betrayed him, asked, You don't mean me, do you, Rabbi? Yes, I do, Jesus replied. While they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it. 
he broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take this and eat it. This is my body. Then he took a cup and spoke a prayer of thanksgiving. He gave it to them and said, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood, the blood of the promise. It is poured out for many people so that sins are forgiven. I guarantee that I won't drink this wine again until that day when I drink new wine with you in my Father's kingdom. After they sang a hymn, they went to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, All of you will abandon me tonight. Scripture says, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep in the flock will be scattered. But after I am brought back to life, I will go to Galilee ahead of you. Peter said to him, Even if everyone else abandons you, I never will. Jesus replied to Peter, I can guarantee this truth before a rooster crows tonight. You will say three times that you don't know me. Peter told him, Even if I have to die with you, I'll never say that I don't know you. All the other disciples said the same thing. Then Jesus went with the disciples to a place called Gethsemane. He said to them, Stay here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons with him. He was beginning to feel deep anguish. Then he said to them, My anguish is so great that I feel as if I'm dying. Wait here and stay awake with me. After walking a little farther, he quickly bowed with his face to the ground and prayed, Father, if it's possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me, but let your will be done rather than mine. When he went back to the disciples, he found them asleep. He said to Peter, Couldn't you stay awake with me for one hour? Stay awake and pray that you won't be tempted. You want to do what's right, but you're weak. Then he went away a second time and prayed, Father, if this cup cannot be taken away unless I drink it, let your will be done. He found them asleep again because they couldn't keep their eyes open. After leaving them again, he went away and prayed the same prayer a third time. Then he came back to the disciples and said to them, You might as well sleep now. The time is near for the Son of Man to be handed over to sinners. Get up. Let's go. The one who is betraying me is near. Just then, while Jesus was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve apostles, arrived. A large crowd carrying swords and clubs was with him. They were from the chief priests and leaders of the people. Now the traitor had given them a signal. He said, The one I kiss is the man you want. Arrest him. Then Judas quickly stepped up to Jesus and said, Hello, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, why are you here? Then some men came forward, took hold of Jesus, and arrested him. Suddenly, one of the men with Jesus pulled out his sword and cut off the ear of the chief priest's servant. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword away. 
All who use a sword will be killed by a sword. Don't you think I could call on my father to send more than twelve legions of angels to help me now? How, then, are the scriptures to be fulfilled that say this must happen? At that time, Jesus said to the crowd, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as if I were a criminal? I used to sit, teaching in the temple courtyard every day. But you didn't arrest me then. All of this has happened so that what the prophets have written would come true. Then all the disciples abandoned him and ran away. Those who had arrested Jesus took him to Caiaphas, the chief priest, where the experts in Moses' teachings and the leaders had gathered together. Peter followed at a distance until he came to the chief priest's courtyard. He went inside and sat with the guards to see how this would turn out. The chief priests and the whole council were searching for false testimony to use against Jesus in order to execute him, but they did not find any, although many came forward with false testimony. At last, two men came forward. They stated, This man said, I can tear down God's temple and rebuild it in three days. The chief priest stood up and said to Jesus, Don't you have any answer to what these men testify against you? But Jesus was silent. Then the chief priest said to him, Swear an oath in front of the living God and tell us, Are you the Messiah, the Son of God? Jesus answered him, Yes, I am. But I alone can guarantee that from now on, you will see the Son of Man in the honored position, the one next to God the Father on the heavenly throne. He will be coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the chief priest tore his robes in horror and said, He has dishonored God. Why do we need any more witnesses? You've just heard him dishonor God. What's your verdict? They answered, He deserves the death penalty. Then they spit in his face, hit him with their fists, and some of them slapped him. They said, You, Christ, if you're a prophet, tell us who hit you. Peter was sitting in the courtyard. A female servant came to him and said, You too were with Jesus the Galilean. But Peter denied it in front of them all by saying, I don't know what you're talking about. As he went to the entrance, another female servant saw him. She told those who were there, This man was with Jesus from Nazareth. Again Peter denied it and swore with an oath, I don't know the man. After a little while, the men standing there approached Peter and said, It's obvious you're also one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then Peter began to curse and swear with an oath, I don't know the man. Just then, a rooster crowed. Peter remembered what Jesus had said. Before a rooster crows, you will say three times that you don't know me. Then Peter went outside and cried bitterly. Lord Jesus, May we realize that your word and your person and your salvation 
is what you are training us to prize the most. Keep us in your care, and may we live with all assurance that David prayed with in Psalm 91. Wherever life may take us, you are there. Amen. The plans to kill Jesus have passed the point of no return. Jesus knew it was coming within 48 hours. He tells his disciples of it again. Whether they heard it this time or not, who knows? Jesus is about to have his last night of sleep. The parallel narratives are in Mark 14 and Luke 22. John follows a different order if you feel like comparing in John 13 and 14. The journey of this almost last day of Jesus' life in this state is as such. He prophesies of his death. The schemers confer on how to arrest him and make it look like Jesus is a problem to be treated via the final solution. A girl with a shady past anoints Jesus' feet in Bethany, and Jesus turns the event into a sermon for the ages. Judas planned his betrayal for pay. Preparations for the Last Supper are made. Jesus informs of his betrayer and his provenient knowledge of it. Their Last Supper is served. Peter pledges his loyalty and gets updated on the coming reality of his own denial of Jesus and Peter's relationship. Jesus and eleven of the twelve are in Gethsemane by now, and Jesus prays in anguish. The disciples keep falling asleep. Judas arrives with the armed crowd from the priests and leaders of Jerusalem, and Jesus gets arrested in dramatic fashion. The disciples scatter, and Jesus goes before Caiaphas, the high priest. The illicit trial is carried out against the law, as they had planned it, and the abusing of Jesus begins. By the way, the high priest and his crew broke 19 of their own Jewish laws in arresting, trying, and crucifying Jesus in the manner that they did it. Then again, how else are they going to condemn an innocent man to death? The chapter and reading today ends with the scene of Peter following along at a distance and denying Christ. Peter's revelation of his unfaithfulness hits him harder than it hits anyone else. What a day it has been. It looks like this Jesus and followers movement is about to come to a close. That's what it looks like anyway. What is happening and what is about to happen is the most important day in all of history. The literature and art and stories and churches planted and souls changed and nations touched by this crucified Jesus will not be tallied in full on this side of heaven. Again, what a day that has just passed, and what a day that is coming. There doesn't need to be a whole lot of protracted comment about this reading. We do want to leave you with a final thought to ponder as you proceed in your day and life and wonder about your own soul and that of your friends and wonder who you can count on to the end. Please think of this as we all exercise discernment and be a blessing. Would you rather be kissed by Judas or screamed and swore at by Peter? Remember that life in this world is not what it seems. 
death to this world and saying yes to Jesus is not what it seems. Loss of what we think we have lost is not what it seems. And security in this world is not what it seems. SevenStreamsMethod.com is the home port for this podcast. For those of you who have listened from the beginning of the year, I just want to say, well done. You are doing great listening to the Bible, keeping up. This is not necessarily an easy thing to do, even though it seems like it would be a really easy thing to do to listen to the Bible every day. So I thank you for hanging in there and staying aboard and enjoying this journey down these streams of scripture. Tomorrow we will transition to the church stream to the book of Acts, and we will continue reading from the God's Word translation. Know that nothing can separate you from the love of God. Until tomorrow, I'm Serena, sailing with you down the seven streams. <laughs>